Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Week in Review on W-A-Y-O-L-P freaking Rochester, also on Apple freaking Podcast, freaking Spotify, and freaking SoundCloud if anybody freaking wants to know. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, my name is Taylor the Mozman Lofton, and with me as always to my left is Sandy the Sandman Farkins, and then bringing up the rear we have freaking Tadia freaking Risher, all via freaking the great satellite in the sack. Guy, satellite freaking New York. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, and the freaking panel. Start your freaking engines. This is our week of freaking review. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. It has been one week since we last spoke. And I have found myself on a journey. On a long, dark road, traveling by night. Dingy corridors at every turn, weakers and tweakers. A homeless man making love to a can of beans that he warmed by a fire, by a barrel fire. And it is a mess. And though that long journey someday will take me where I need to go, I know I am only halfway there. And the journey only gets darker from here on out. Yes, Uyghurs and Tweakers, I am coming to a confession. For Uyghurs and Tweakers, they know that I no longer live at the group home for the criminally insane, as difficult as that is to say, I have said it and I believe it and I have accepted it. But the journey that takes me from the group home to complete independent living is a long, dark road. And that is the road that I have described with the homeless man playing with himself in the beans. And it's, The problem, what I'm trying to tell you here is that I am living in a halfway house. Meaning I am at the halfway mark in my goal toward independence, anonymity, privacy, and peace of mind. So the halfway house that I have been staying at is a boarding house. I will not give out its location. I made that mistake once before, and we certainly know that Dawson is listening to this. So, I cannot give you the address, though I would love the fan mail, as I have loved the fan mail in the past, but please keep sending it to the freaking Our Week Google Gmail, Our Week, Our Week freaking media, or whatever it's called, at gmail.com. And we love you. And geez Louise, down at my knees, I am just so grateful to be in at least halfway there because I I don't know that I've passed this mark in my life before. For weakers and tweakers, they may notice Doug Jordan is not here. Why that is, I will tell you now. He has been picking up shifts on the grill at the Ortego Grill, oddly enough, which he is a co-owner of now. And Sandy, the Sandman Fargus, can describe to you the details of what that might look like. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm freaking drunk. I'm freaking as a freaking dick. Is that uh, freaking 
<clears throat> Wait a minute. I'm, I'm, what did you just freaking ask about me? Doug me about and the Ortego Grill. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, like you said, uh, he's at the freaking Ortego Grill. I don't know what else you want me to freaking say. He's picking up freaking shifts. Uh, you know, I'm just going to repeat everything you just said. I don't even know why you would ask me to chime in. The he, he's, a, he's a co-owner. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. Don't freaking interrupt me. Uh, yeah, he's the co-owner of the freaking Ortego Grill now. Um and he's been, uh, he's actually, actually picked up a freaking shift, uh, working the grill at the Ortego grill, oddly enough. And, uh, and that's what he's doing right now. So he was unable to freaking make the, uh, freaking recording. And from what we have seen, and Tadia Risher can attest to this as well, visiting as we often do, because Ortego grill is kind of our home base, if you will. Doug Jordan is... Apparently not a great short order or grill order cook. He obviously is a great cook. We know that. He's a brilliant chef when it comes to barbecue. But this guy with those tickets just piling up in the window and he's wearing those freaking hilarious freaking like pajama pants, striped pajama pants and his kitchen crocs and he's got a bandana on and he's sweating and his shirt is stained. And Tady Richard, help illuminate this image for Weakers and Tweakers. Uh, basically, we we went to the Ortego Grill for dinner a couple of times this week. Very freaking delicious food. Um, but what we saw in the kitchen with Doug Jordan was a man just out of his freaking element. He was just the epitome of chaos, sweating all over the place, yelling out orders that were incorrect, overcooked, burned, yelling at himself because he messed up so many times. Uh, just he started to feel bad for the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One 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 thing that I saw uh, was at, at a certain point the freaking tickets were really freaking piling up, and he was I think he was sort of like uh, kind of kind of almost freaking smacking himself in the freaking head when Larry Brown slipped behind the line and said you gotta you gotta freaking calm down and he shouted I am calm and then everything fell freaking silent. Uh, it was it was a, a damn near an, an absolute freaking fiasco. But yeah. the food tasted freaking hilarious. Um, you got you got to try this stuff. I mean, the the things that they're trying now with this sort of freaking southwestern freaking Mexican or barbecue mashup is just absolutely unbelievably freaking hilarious. Uh, if, and we can't tell you what to do, but if you have a freaking moment within the week to go over there and hopefully try and make a, make it out there when freaking Doug Jordan is working the freaking grill, uh, it is a freaking sight to behold. Yeah, absolutely freaking hilarious. And Doug Jordan, if you do go, you will notice his fingers are bandaged from the burns and cuts he has sustained under the presser of the freaking grill. He has burned himself numerous times. He has cut himself numerous times. And he has, it almost looks like he made bathroom in his chip in his panties because he was so upset. And I don't understand why he's so flustered. There, there weren't even that many people in there when we went. He was just kind of yeah. creating this chaos himself. I know. Yeah, right? there, there's, I mean, the truth of the matter is there's, there's hardly ever anybody in there, uh, which is one of the freaking charms of the place. But, I mean, it is just... Yeah, he was he was making a whole freaking stink out of uh, pretty much freaking nothing. And I, that's the thing is that I have been actually, and for Uyghurs and Tweakers who may not know, been picking up a few shifts here and there over at the Ortego Grill doing dish duty. And I got to tell you, it is not a busy restaurant. If I could judge by the dishes that come back, and let me tell you about that. 
some of the food that comes back on these dishes has hardly been touched. And it is definitely still good to eat. And and the, the best thing about this new menu that Doug came up with is there's so much mush, you wouldn't be able to tell if someone had eaten it or not because it's it started out that way. So if I am eating food that is refuse, that has been tainted, I am not aware of it. And it, therefore, it doesn't bother me. So I really like the job, and they're paying me under the table. So yeah, I, when 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 Doug mentioned to me that you you were gonna be freaking picking up a couple of shifts, uh, washing dishes uh, to help get you back on your freaking feet, uh, I said, "Aren't you worried that he's gonna be eating some of the food that comes back to the dish pit?" And he said, "I know he's gonna be eating the freaking food." Yeah, they're, we're just yeah. They just sort of he just is adopting sort of a sort of a turning a blind eye freaking policy with you. Uh, but he says it also. He said the dishes have never been freaking cleaner because you you are freaking eating every single last freaking bit of food on those plates before you freaking put it in the freaking washer. Yeah, they're clean before they go into that freaking high temp washer. I'll tell you that. Now the thing is, I gotta tell you, I'm more worried about the food that I make myself. I made myself freaking lunch today, and it was so bad that I vomited. And that's something that I cooked. What did you make? It was a sandwich. Okay, what what was on it? Turkey, ham, cheese, bacon, lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise, mustard. So, I mean, was the issue that every single one of those freaking components had gone bad or? I don't know. It just made me so sick. I thought, how did I mess this up? I did something wrong in the process of making myself a sandwich that I just got violently ill. I had, I was trying to, I, was, I called Doug after that. I said, can I get a shift I can pick up? I'm starving over here. But the lunch rush, I don't know. They got another guy doing dishes most of the time. Well, geez Louise. Tadia freaking Risher, how you doing? How you been? How are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Uh, thank you for the blessing, first of all. Second of all, obviously, uh, is the freaking Dickens. Um, and uh, I'll, be, I'll be honest, my week has not been all that good. I've had kind of a tough go of it. Um, as Weakers and Tweakers know, uh, I have been studying mollusks, land mollusks, uh, to clean up human excrement, uh, some of which comes out of your friggin' rear end and some of it comes out of your friggin' front end, if you know what I friggin' mean. And uh, I, I've been buying these mollusks just because I've been so scared to step on them, but I ended up buying too friggin' many, I think, because now they're all over the apartment. I can't get rid of them. I'm trying all sorts of things. I'm I'm offering up these friggin' scum sucking mollusks, mollusks to all sorts of places. I'm offering them to research facilities. I'm offering it to porno theaters. I'm offering it to friggin' the sperm banks. I'm offering it to friggin' adult video centers. I'm offering it to friggin' janitors. I, no one will take these things off my hands. And they're just everywhere. I keep stepping on them. My place is a mess, and I keep having to buy plants to feed these things. Wait, so what do you mean? You're feeding them plants? They're eating the leaves? Well, yeah, they have to eat something. So I go and I go, I go to the Tractor Supply. I end up buying a bunch of leaves. And I leave them all over the apartment, and they eat them up just fine, but then they just won't go away. Wait a minute. I thought these freaking slugs eat Well, 
you know, I've tried, I tried that too a couple of times, but I don't know, I guess the research and the science just isn't quite there yet. Something I'm trying to figure out because they will not eat the freaking. Wow, this whole freaking thing really, really backfired on you. It sounds like it. It has, it has blown up in my face a bit. I've, I've got a little bit of freaking mud on my face. If I'm being perfectly freaking honest with you, moss won't eat that either. They only eat these leaves, so I gotta keep buying these leaves. So you got plants or leaves or what? What are they? Well, they're plants, but they have like lots of leafy greens on them. I don't even know what. Wait I a minute, wait have. a minute, Taylor. What the hell kind of question was that? Well, I don't know what the. I was thinking like a bag of leaves, like that you le- that people leave on the on the curb for the, the garbage mans to pick up. No. Yeah, no. I I knew I knew what you meant was that you're buying plants and of which all have green leaves that the slugs are eating. Yeah, it's a lot of ferns and and some some trees. Basically, my my apartment has now become a freaking greenhouse full of freaking mollusks and and plants. I mean, I got I got these rubber trees that are kind of like go up to the friggin' ceiling of my apartment. The the snails are all over that, but then I've got them all over the friggin' living room and in the in the bedroom, in the kitchen. I mean, I I bit into some food the other day and there was friggin' snails all over it. Friggin' delicious, but I don't want it. Yeah. You got quite the infestation on your hand. I don't this is a difficult thing to figure out how to fix. Maybe another plant would solve it. I'm not sure. I Yeah. I wish I Maybe. had more advice. Well, thank you for the friggin' blessing and advice, and I'm very friggin' Well, God bless you. Sandy the Sandman freaking Fark is bringing up the rear. How you doing? How you been? How freaking are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like I already freaking answered all these questions, but um, freaking drunk. Uh, I'm freaking drunk. First of all, very freaking drunk. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, freaking as freaking Dickens as freaking per usual. Uh, and um, geez, what was my, my, my freaking week? Uh, my, my freaking week has been uh, essentially a freaking week from freaking hell. And, uh, and I am, I am, I tell you what, you told me I was freaking bringing up the rear. I feel like I've been freaking taking it in the rear, if you know what I freaking mean. Uh, freaking, I have had freaking Doug Jordan freaking riding me pretty freaking hard recently. Uh, Wiggers and Tweegers will know, uh, last week I went ahead and mentioned that his wife was, uh, uh, who's gorgeous by the way, been freaking, uh, quite freaking bosomy. Um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned that. Um, I'm, I'm one time I believe I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, Basically, what happened was she was kind enough to freaking bequeath me a uh, a, a modest loan of uh, a freaking uh, ten thousand uh, dollars, sort of to, uh, to help me with my uh, my freaking fledgling uh, freaking DJ startup uh, um, entrepreneurial um, uh, uh, venture. Uh, and last week, Doug uh, was seemed sort of um, uh, blasé about the whole freaking uh, affair, but then the moment we freaking freaking stop recording. Boy, oh boy, the freaking gloves come off, and he freaking, he freaking, he freaking bent me over his freaking knee and freaking slapped me on my freaking bottom, if you know what I freaking mean. Um, metaphorically, of course, um, I would never allow him to do that um, to me. But it's just been a lot of, uh, he's a guy just freaking hounding me, and I'm, and I'm jumping through the freaking hoops. I'm, I mean, the truth of the freaking matter is, freaking, uh, as far as freaking logistics are concerned, uh, they are freaking, the freaking logistics of freaking starting up this freaking business uh, is just freaking, it's just boundless. I mean, there are freaking, I'm sat in front of the freaking computer trying to build a website, and I realize I have no idea how to freaking do that. I have no idea what the heck I'm freaking doing. 
I had I, I did a freaking Google search. I said, "How do you build a freaking website?" And it looked like freaking gibberish to me. Whatever came out of the freaking computer was just just freaking nonsensical. Uh, and then, meanwhile, I'm trying to do that, and freaking Doug is freaking trying, having freaking arguments with his wife, maybe trying to freaking get some of that freaking money back. Does he really need all freaking ten thou? Uh, and and it's just, I mean, it's just been, it's, it's been freaking rough. Yeah, it sounds like you're not having any support for Doug Jordan. That's yeah. And that's the thing that he could really torpedo this thing if he wants to. I know we know how he gets. He could just his mood alone. He could torpedo this whole project. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, he he mentioned that you know well um, you know they 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 put some freaking money down to to, to become freaking partners at the freaking Ortego Grill, and maybe they didn't freaking really have this freaking ten G's to freaking give away. Uh, but uh, but she went ahead and did it, and he said, look, it's either the freaking it's either the freaking restaurant or the freaking business. And she said, well, you know, I think that you know, that Sandy really can freaking can freaking turn this around and can freaking make a name for himself. And and he said, well, what about the freaking restaurant? And she's and she sort of struggled a little bit about the restaurant and uh, then turned into a whole big freaking thing. Yeah, this is an interesting situation that is developing. I find, obviously, Doug's wife, busty, beautiful, blonde, delicious. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. She's always. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Doug obviously is going to have to defer to her in this situation eventually because otherwise she won't have sex with him, I imagine. That's what it's going to come right down to. Yeah, and she and I'm not freaking having sex either. So I'm I'm basically about freaking I'm basically I feel like every single day I'm about freaking ten minutes away from going into that freaking closet, freaking pulling my freaking pants down, putting a freaking rope around my neck, and freaking going into the freaking cold dark night and go the way of freaking dodo, freaking off myself like all my freaking friends before me. Yeah, and actually yeah. that leads us to our first freaking segment, and thank you very much, perfectly. For our dear Sandy Farkas, his journey begins with his brave decision to go out on a limb. For the long winding road to financial success is littered with the corpses of failed business. And so for this reason, we have discovered a need to develop a system to help Sandy succeed. And those who submit to the same crushing stress, we bring to you our week's guide to business. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. This is a little round table. Actually, it's more of a questionnaire. We've compiled the nine questions that you need to be able to answer to solidify your success in business. Yeah, um, I wish I had known we were going to do this because this is, this is I, I'm going to be freaking honest with you, this, the idea of doing this right now is adding to my freaking stress. But uh, nevertheless, obviously, I'll freaking do it. I'll freaking answer your goddamn question. Well, I think that it will reduce your stress once you realize that you are up to the task of answering yeah. these questions. So Yeah, well, and I'm telling you that I doubt that very much, but um, let's go ahead and freaking do it anyway. Well, and I'm going to tell you that the way that this works is that you have two lifelines, one Taylor Lofton, the other freaking Tadia freaking Risher. So if you get stumped on anything, go for a lifeline. You can ask one of us, and geez Louise, down on my knees, we can help you out. Okay, that sounds unnecessary and doesn't make much sense, but um, I don't know how many times I have to say, let's just f***ing do this. Let's start this questionnaire. Can we All just right, do it? so number one, what is my missing statement? Sandy Vargas, please. Um, I mean, this sort of seems like a freaking obvious one. You know, I guess it would be to sort of 
oh, freaking play music, play freaking music, and say a couple of freaking jokes, you know, uh, entertain freaking uh, parties, freaking wedding parties. That, I guess that's my mission statement is to freaking play music at weddings so people can freaking dance. So to provide the customer with the ultimate experience for their special moment. Maybe a wedding, maybe a bat mitzvah, maybe a freaking karaoke weekend. Oh, wait, uh, do you do karaoke? What? I'm I'm sorry. I, I, I definitely don't do freaking karaoke, and I don't know what a, what a freaking karaoke weekend is. Um, so a weekend of nothing but karaoke? That's what it sounds like, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, yeah, destination yeah. weekend of karaoke. I mean, not not at the freaking at the obviously not at the freaking start of the freaking business. I will not be offering a freaking karaoke weekend, but um, maybe a little bit farther down the line, uh, once I once I'm certain once I'm sort of seeing a freaking profit from this, maybe I can go ahead and start up some sort of destination freaking um, freaking karaoke weekend. Is, do I must I freaking say something more? <clears throat> All right, and number two is who is my target market demographic? Um, okay, um, freaking re- anybody, re- people getting freaking married, wedding freaking guests, uh, freaking bar-, bar mitzvah. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and use one of those freaking fr- those freaking lifelines. Um, uh, Tadia, you want to freaking take a freaking stab at this one? Tell me who my freaking target market demographic is. I would imagine it'd be anybody looking for a great freaking time uh, at a maybe a wedding or a bat mitzvah or um, maybe a karaoke freaking weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that I think that's got to be the right freaking answer. Yeah, yeah. It's it's making people need you. You know, it's about mm-hmm. it. Pe- people might not know that they need this service, but they need to be shown that everybody can celebrate, celebrate a good yeah. time. I mean, I mean, obviously, the, the majority of people probably haven't even freaking heard of a freaking karaoke weekend. But it's only a matter of time before they realize that all the all the years they've spent without freaking ever experiencing a freaking karaoke weekend was less than the years that will follow. Um, let's do the freaking next freaking question. The next question is: What are my strengths and skills, Sandy Vargas? Jesus, um, my freaking. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and freaking use that freaking second lifeline uh, right off the freaking bat. I'm going to go ahead and freaking send that one over for to uh, freaking Tady or freaking Richard. What? Or what? I mean, uh, I'm going to go ahead and freaking uh, go ahead and just send it off to both of you freaking guys. Well, actually, I was going to use my own lifeline and send that over to, to Taylor. So Happy Taylor, to I'm do not- it. Sandy Fargus is charismatic. Sandy Fargus is brave. Yeah. Sandy Fargus was born inside of the depths of a cave. Oh, I see what you're doing. No, all right, I freaking rescind my freaking lifeline. Um, that isn't freaking true. I was not born within the depths of a cave. Uh, though I did freaking spurt from a freaking cave. Uh, the cave of my freaking mother's freaking womb. Uh, so I suppose it wasn't freaking all all a freaking falsehood. Um, and I suppose I, I suppose I freaking spurted from the cave of my freaking father's freaking hollow freaking uh when he freaking made the cream that eventually turned into me um i guess my my real freaking strengths are that i have a uh, a small freaking collection of uh vinyl records uh mostly freaking mostly a whole bunch of freaking jim croce that uh 
Larry Brown was nice enough to let me borrow. Um, and uh, and I have a little bit of freaking equipment, and I and I'm working on a freaking website. So um, and that will be freaking uh, available um, via TBD in the freaking future. I'm very confused about the the whole cave part. Yeah. Well, well yeah. no, no. I'm specifically you. I'm I'm specifically saying I'm confused why you brought up a cave. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jesus came out of a cave twice. It's okay. Never. His mother is right. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, the, it doesn't. I tried to freaking. I tried to just freaking strike it from the record as quickly as possible. All right, number yeah. four. Who is my mentor? Jeez Louise. All right. Well, that's a freaking. That's a pretty freaking good question. Um, I guess I could freaking go ahead and say, you know, freaking God. Uh, I guess God might was probably a bit, pretty big mentor. My Jesus uh, and the freaking three freaking wise men of freaking uh, Christ. Um, Maybe the Holy Ghost as well, uh, but you know, I guess if I were to say that, it'd all be, it'd all be, you know, my, I guess I'm, I guess my my biggest freaking mentor is is myself, um, and without uh, without having a freaking father around for much of my freaking childhood, uh, you know, I, I sort of had to be my own freaking mentor, and uh, I think I freaking taught myself pretty freaking well, and uh, yeah, and uh, freaking next question, please, thank you. Cheers to that. Number five, what is my business plan? What? What the? All right, hold on. What? What is my business freaking plan? What is my missing freaking statement? Um, seems freaking similar. My business plan. I don't know how many times I'm gonna say my business plan is to freaking play music at freaking weddings and have people dance and have a freaking good time. Freaking uh, cater a freaking ex- uh, freaking experience. Yeah, that's yeah. similar to the missing statement, I guess. It's a good plan too. Thank you. Yeah. What will number six? What will I be doing daily as a business owner, and will I enjoy it? This one I can bring an answer freaking quite uh, quite easily. What will I be doing daily as a business owner? I guess I'll be freaking playing music for people at freaking weddings, so they can freaking dance. And and will I enjoy it? No, uh, I am not. I didn't enjoy it the one time I freaking did it. I'm not enjoying talking about it. And the whole freaking idea that that I should do this is causing me uh, freaking uh, freaking quite a few freaking issues. How will I balance family and business? Uh, my one is freaking easy as well. Um, I essentially have no freaking family. Uh, my freaking family that I do have is Doug Jordan. Uh, he's freaking riding me pretty freaking hard. Uh, and my business uh, doesn't freaking exist yet. Uh, but when it does, I suppose I'll go to work and do a wedding or a freaking bat mitzvah and play some freaking music. And then I'll come home and I'll freaking have dinner with my freaking fake family and go back to the freaking garage and freaking play with myself and drink until I freaking fall asleep. Yeah. You could always bring family with you, too. Bring me or Doug Jr. Or it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I suppose I could bring Doug Jr. Uh, mm. Freaking lug up some of the equipment. Yeah. Do I have up-to-date working knowledge of technology necessary for efficient operation in order to keep pace in the business world? Jeez. Jeez uh, Louise. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I freaking think so. I mean, I freaking think so. I mean, I did, I did, I've done the freaking radio uh, before, so. Yeah. Sometimes I think there might be more to it than that. Yeah. Payroll, taxes, you know, 
401, 403Bs, 403Cs, yeah. all the way all the way to Z, basically. They got they got yeah. stacks of these sheets you got to fill out. Yeah, I hadn't thought about any of that, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, karaoke, karaoke weekend sounds like it's a big undertaking. Yeah. Yeah. Logistically. Well, I mean, the, yeah, obviously, logistically, the concept of a freaking karaoke weekend is in a, the ultimate nightmare. But if we can freaking get it down to a freaking T... I think we. I, that's finally when I'm going to be freaking cooking with gas. And um, but until then, I, you know, I'm going to. Until then, it is what it is, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. What sacrifices and risks am I willing to take to be successful? Final question, Sandy Vargas. Um, I guess I'm. I guess I'm willing to freaking risk it all. I guess I'm willing to really freaking roll the dice on this one. Um. The good thing about yeah. that is that it's freaking Doug's wife's money, and yeah, that's so true. And that is, I mean, every single moment I start to get really stressed. And I think about, oh my goodness, I mean, this is a freaking daunting undertaking, you know, and and I, I could freaking lose everything. I remind myself, thank God this isn't even for my freaking money. Thank God this is freaking someone else's freaking money, you know. And man, thank God it's freaking Doug's, um, freaking some of freaking Doug's inheritance, I believe. Uh, yeah. Thank freaking goodness. Yeah, and I'm sure that freaking Grandpa Jordan, who gave Doug the mother load of that freaking inheritance, would want you to have some of it to, yeah, you know, possibly successfully or, you know, also just as likely fail at a business. Yeah, yeah. it's a tough undertaking. It's an excellent point. Yeah. Excellent point. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, we've got a great freaking show for you. Full of freaking our week's news and discussions. If you want to call in, join the conversation, call 513 914 6201. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. You might get put on blast, but you also might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, celebrity power couple Elon Musk and Grimes called it quits after three years together, according to Page Six. The SpaceX founder confirmed that he and the Canadian singer have, quote, semi-separated. According to Musk, the former couple plans to co-parent their one-year-old son, Zishi Musk. I don't know how you say that. It is spelled with letters I have not seen before, some that I have seen. Quote, we are semi-separated but still love each other, see each other frequently, and are on great terms, Musk said. It's mostly that my work at SpaceX and Tesla requires me to primarily be in Texas or traveling overseas, and her work is primarily in L.A. She's staying with me now, and Baby X is in the adjacent room. The couple was last seen together at the Met Gala. Grimes, who walked the red carpet alone, wore a reptilian-scaled evening gown and carried a broadsword. So, geez louise, down on my knees. Families. This is about family. And families go through turbulent changes and structural issues. And to help illuminate us on the structure of this family, Tadia Richard, can you... Tell us what's going on at the Musk Grime home with Zishi, especially. What is Zishi going through? Yeah, well, Zishi is obviously freaking going through a very hard time when your two freaking parents separate. Um, you know, it's 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 not easy. Um, freaking, it it really tears at your freaking soul. <sighs> Sorry, I'm freaking very high. Uh, I, I I just think that. Um, that for Zishi, is that how you pronounce his name? I don't know. I that's what we're gonna call. It's, it's X and then like an A that turns into an E and then an A dash. 
maybe 12 XII. It yeah. sounds like ZG to me. I, Sandy? Uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, I think it's J, J, Zixi, J, Zixi. Well, all it says there, his name is Musk. Oh, that's a, that's a freaking last name. Um, Zixi, Zixi, I'm pretty sure, it's pretty, I'm, actually, I'm pretty sure it's freaking J, Zixi. Yeah, I think that's what I said, so Zixi it is. This mm. family that, Obviously, they love each other. There's quite a bit of love in this family, you know. I, even though that the one, the the pair of Amelia's is a freaking, basically a freaking evil genius trying to destroy the world with his politics and his freaking tunnels. I don't know. What? Yeah, uh, I mean, I wish them the freaking best of luck. I think the only thing that's obvious about this is that there's still a lot of freaking love between them. And yeah. I freaking really hope for the freaking best. And I hope for the Jigga Jixi, Jago, Jixi, Jixi, Musk. Uh, I, hope, I hope that they don't freaking grow up to just absolutely completely hate their freaking parents. Yeah, yeah. same. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Last week, Kim Jong-un's sister, Kim Jo-Yi... I was going to say Kim Jo-Young. Mighty Jo-Young. Yeah, that's what no. I freaking thought of immediately. Mighty freaking Joe Young. Absolutely, movie's absolutely freaking hilarious. Yeah, basically, it's about a big, for Uyghurs and Tweakers that never seen it, it's about a giant ape, a great ape, size of a yeah. building, size of a house. Fattest freaking gorilla that has ever been seen. Best part of the movie is when he takes a freaking poop, and it and it's on top of a guy, but it's a bad guy, so you don't really mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Kim Jong-un's sister, Kim Yo-jung, said North Korea was open to dialogue with South Korea, according to UPI. State-run media reported Kim Yo-jung called the end-of-war prospect, quote, an interesting and admirable idea after South Korean President Moo Jae-in called for peace between the two bordering peninsula countries during his address at the UN General Assembly. Quote, We have willingness to keep our close contact with South Korea again and have constructive discussion with it about the restoration and development of bilateral relations if it is careful about its future language and not hostile towards us, Kim Yo-jong said in a statement. The statement comes on the heels of a flurry of weapons tests by both North and South Korea and the reopening of North Korea's Yaebyong nuclear plant. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees, let's kind of do a dreamscape, roundtable dreamscape panel discussing about what this looks like for the future of North and South Korea at the hands of Kim Jo-young and mighty Jo-jong-ung. Sandy Fargus. Uh, yeah, I think what, I think, I think what this is going to look like, uh, is going, I mean, first of all, they're going to have to freaking develop the freaking bilateral relations. Um, yeah, that's, that's gotta be freaking first on the freaking docket. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once that happens, you're going to have freaking people, people are going to be freaking talking in freaking languages. Uh, this is, I mean, basically, um, this is. I mean, what is gonna freaking what this is gonna freaking look like is you're gonna think about um, sort of uh, like uh, freaking res- um, restoring. Uh, basically, hostility is gonna be at a freaking all time freaking low. Um, yeah, let's hope, yeah. right? Yeah, so that's gonna be freaking pretty good. 
And Teddy Richard, any thoughts at the development of freaking Yongbyong nuclear plant? Is this a bad thing? Is it a good thing? What are they going to be making there? Well, this is obviously uh, coming off a, uh, a freaking flurry of freaking statements um, or, and activity at the um, Yong, uh, Yongbyong Yong, the plant. Um, and so it's really important that they keep uh, bilateral communications Um yeah, I agree. It yeah. almost sounds like a little like a little fast food restaurant that would sell steam buns, sticky buns. I think is what they're called. I oh love them. Oh my god! Yeah, that sounds delicious. If that's what they're making at that plant, then I, I'm all for. Who would peace have a problem with that? Korea. Yeah. No, yeah, no one. Yeah, yeah. That's a, I'm, I would definitely take a freaking hands off approach to a nuclear power plant that's freaking dishing out freaking sticky buns. Um, no freaking problems. No problems on my freaking end. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. the glue that keeps them held together. These sticky buns, and yeah. those two buns shan't be com- shan't be spread apart. They need to be compressed because it gets real ugly when you spread them apart. And and when you look at what's you know in between the two buns, it's not a pretty sight. As yeah, we've I seen, a, I, I definitely have a feeling we're not talking about rigging sticky buns anymore. I think I think, we're, think you're talking about something else. Um, well, geez Louise, down on my knees. Last week, doctors published a case study detailing a man who was urinating and ejaculating from his rectum while passing fecal matter through his urethra, according to Newsweek. The man, an unnamed 33-year-old, sought medical attention after suffering from pain in his testicles for five days. During his examination, he explained that he had been passing, quote, substantial amount of urine and from his rectum for the past two years. In addition, the man confirmed that he had been suffering from a set of conditions called pneumatria and feculuria, in which people pass gas and fecal matter through their urine, respectively. Although the man's vital signs appeared normal, a CT scan revealed that the man's prostate appeared to be connected to his rectum. This abnormal connection between two body parts, known as fistula, was found to be the result of, quote, significant trauma from the insertion of a urinary catheter years earlier. Doctors were able to perform surgery to block the connection between the man's prostate state and rectum and he recovered so geez louise down on my knees that was a mouthful and very disturbing to think about but we must all be cautious because you blink your eyes this this might be happening to you and what would sandy vargas tady risher what would some of the signs be that to tell you oh this might be happening to me for weakers and tweakers out there is that, a, is that a serious question? You know, if you think, want, if you thought maybe that's happening to me, how would I know? Yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm yeah. fully prepared to freaking answer this question. Um, if you're wondering if this is freaking happening to you, I think the best course of action is to look to your freaking Dangly Johnson and see if any, see if any freaking feces is coming out of it. And, yeah, and and just to kind of piggyback off of that too, I mean, if you want to. To double check, really, you could freaking after you freaking got gone to the bathroom, freaking you know, look into the toilet bowl and see and make sure if see if any urine came out of your butt. Yeah, and, not to mention the freaking and seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's the best way to tell. I imagine if you 
are urinating and I'm, I guess I'm just brainstorming here and it stinks in a way that it's not supposed to stink, not like asparagus and it's like, and it's brown and there's gas in it for somehow, little spurts of gas and they smell like the farts, I guess, then you should probably seek medical attention because this guy waited too long. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention that. There's uh there's absolutely no excuse for for experiencing this type of stuff and being like, well I'll just see if it goes away. And yeah. then end up end up waiting a whole freaking two years before you finally say, Hey Doc, I got a I think I got a freaking problem. Yeah, I recommend not waiting two years. I would almost go the first time that feces yeah. come out your freaking Well, thank you for helping illuminate that. I'm sure Weakers and Tweakers will find that information invaluable. Yeah. Last week, reality TV star Dwayne Dog the Bounty Hunter Chapman showed up to the home of Brian Laundry and knocked on the door, according to WFLA News Channel 8. Chapman arrived at the Northport, Florida home of Christopher and Roberta Laundry, parents of Brian Laundry, at 4.30 p.m. on Saturday. Chapman knocked on the door. No one answered. When reporters asked Chapman why he was there, he responded, Come on, you know, before asking the public to share tips by calling 833-TELL-DOG. Police are currently searching for Brian Laundry, who was last seen by family members September 14th. Laundry is believed to be the last person to see his fiancée, Gabby Petito, alive after her remains were found at Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. Prior to the discovery... Laundry refused to cooperate with the investigators. According to family, Laundry never returned from a hike in Carlton Reserve. So, geez Louise, down to my knees. Big bad dog, as I like to call him, Dog the Bounty Hunter, out f- to catch Laundry. Dirty old Laundry. Who has been spreading his dirty laundry up and down. And one of the dirty laundry things that he has done to soil that laundry is perhaps allegedly kill his fiance. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm just freaking happy that freaking dog is finally freaking involved. Um, because I think finally something's going to be freaking done about this. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, this is, I mean, please don't freaking interrupt me. Uh, but basically what we have here is, is, is the freaking feds and the freaking police departments and these guys, and these guys are freaking caught up in so much freaking bureaucratic bullshit basically that nothing's ever going to get freaking done. Uh, and it's given this guy all the freaking time he needs to freaking hike his way across the freaking country. But you get freaking dog on the case. Uh, I got a feeling, I got a feeling that dog's going to sniff out this freaking laundry. If you know what I freaking mean, yeah, dirty yeah. freaking diaper, dirty freaking diaper laundry is what we've been freaking calling him. Yeah. The thing about dog, the bounty hunter is he has the intelligence and the resources, obviously to give this guy a good run for his money. I'll say that. I'll say with yeah. dog on the case, Eventually, Dog's going to find him. Dog's going to sniff yeah. him out. He's going to sniff that laundry, the soiled underpants and panties that he's been wearing probably for days on end, living in the woods. I mean, that smell alone is going to give Dog the scent that he needs to, you know, sniff into his giant elongated nostrils so that he can just suss out the criminal activity. He's got a sense for this stuff. Do you, do you think Dog the Bounty Hunter is a real dog? No, he's got. Certainly looks. Certainly looks like one. 
Yeah, he looked. It doesn't look a little bit like one, but he was. He looks like a show dog. One of them foofy show dogs yeah. with the with the tassels in their hair. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm just excited that he's finally on the case. That show has been going downhill for a while, and I think this is the perfect friggin' crime to friggin' launch his his publicity sky high. Um, and I'm so friggin' happy, and hopefully he spreads the word of friggin' Christ to to everybody. Yeah, that is yeah. an important message. He always carries that with him near and dear to his rig and rear. Yeah, and hopefully he freaking spreads a little bit of his freaking seed too, uh, because one thing I know, if you're freaking, if you're on the freaking hunt for someone and you you freaking run the risk of getting a little lost yourself, best thing to do is leave a freaking trail of seed so you can freaking follow your way back. And then if that seed finds its way into a uh, female human, then there might be a little a few dog pups running around here, ready to freaking get on the case if you know what I mean. Help him sniff out the suspect. So. God bless you, dog. Last week, high school students in Boston were transported on a party bus outfitted with stripper poles and neon lights for a field trip, according to Mass Live. Amid the nationwide bus driver shortage, 11th grade AP English composition students at Brick Charter School were forced to find transportation on a party bus. Quote, when you promise hundreds of kids a fun day with their advisories, you make it happen. Teacher Jim Mayers wrote on Twitter, This in no way is a reflection of anyone involved in planning the trip. We were trying to have a fun day with kids, and that's exactly what happened. According to John McCarthy, CEO of NRT Bus, the transportation provider is about 300 drivers short at the beginning of the 2021-2022 school year. Quote, school bus drivers don't grow on trees, McCarthy said. They are highly trained at what they do. It's hard enough to take care of their own kids. Never mind 72 kids on a regular basis. So. I'm just thinking about school bus drivers growing on trees. Yeah, that's that's also where my, where my mind went. I imagined a freaking gigantic freaking tree um, just freaking sprouting the ugliest, uh, most disgusting, vile freaking bus drivers. Strange fruit. I, I agree. Yeah. Them just hanging there waiting to be plucked uh, you know smoking a cigar how you doing sitting yeah. there freaking you toothless sa- you kid safe with me yeah smelling a freaking sm- cigarettes smelling a freaking ashtrays if I'm being freaking honest with you freaking no freaking teeth freaking and, and all of my freaking bus drivers if, I, if I'm freaking remembering correctly we're all freaking serious freaking booze sounds too we're freaking drinking the entire freaking time yeah and geez louise down on my knees like you said, they are drinkers, and I had that experience as well. And to complement that, most of them also wore diapers. Yeah, yeah, I had a couple of them that wore diapers as well. You can see them bunch up, and they're high-waisted trousers. Yeah. yeah, and one time I asked one of the bus drivers why they wore a freaking diaper, and he said, It's because of all the beer. Well, geez, Louise, down on my knees. At least these kids get to have some fun once in a while and ride on a freaking party bus. And that might be a good idea for Sandy Vargas at some point to expand. I know that I'm giving out. Maybe you're getting overwhelmed with everything, but you're you're 100 percent correct. Um, I've been saying that since the beginning, the top of the freaking hour. Yeah, I um, obviously if there is a freaking karaoke weekend, a freaking party bus will be involved at some point. Everybody just freaking hold their hold their damn horses. Yeah. Well, maybe we could get a couple of horses, too. That's a good idea. 
Mm. Yeah, the freaking long, freaking dangly Johnsons on them. Last week, a recently published medical study found evidence to support that vaccinated mothers carry antibodies in their breast milk, according to The Independent. University of Florida researchers said that the new information could have a positive influence on vaccination rates for pregnant and lactating women. According to senior study author Dr. Joseph Larkin, three babies have underdeveloped immune systems that make them more vulnerable to disease and ineligible for vaccine. Breast milk, however, strengthens immunity against infection. Quote, milk is a dynamic substance, he said. So in other words, there are changes in the milk that corresponds to these environmental conditions, and these can then specifically help the baby. Scientists found that in breast milk, there was 100-fold increase in immunoglobulin a antibodies which pay a crucial role in immune function and fighting off infection following the second dose. So, geez louise, down on my knees. Milk is dynamic. Changing all the time. Breast milk more so than most. Sandy Vargas. Tady Richer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. By dynamic, you mean that it eventually freaking goes bad and turns... Into freaking yogurt, yeah, I believe, yeah, it is pretty freaking dynamic, I suppose. Makes cheese, makes yogurt. You put some chocolate sauce in, it turns into chocolate milk. You heat it up, it turns into hot chocolate. Yeah, it's about as freaking dynamic as it freaking gets. Turn it up, turns to butter, Tadia. I, yeah, I mean, you can melt that butter, put it on all sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't get me started on freaking melting the butter. Yeah, basically, freaking turn the milk, milk turns into butter, melt the butter, put it on freaking popcorn. Yeah, there you, you got go. yourself a freaking you got a freaking got a freaking snack. You're ready to sit down and watch a freaking movie. I like par, I like Parmesan cheese on top too, butter and Parmesan mm-hmm. on my popcorn. And then you cut a freaking hole in the bucket and stick your freaking Dingley Johnson in there. And you got yourself a hilarious freaking prank. Yeah, and it's all because of freaking milk. This is a freaking great story. I yeah, yeah this is I agree. I've always thought that. Well, God bless the mothers out there. Last week, a farmer in India made headlines for growing mangoes that look like apples and taste like bananas, according to the National News. Jeez Louise. In Kiragalvalu, in Malavala, Taluk of Mandaya district in South India's state of Karnataka, Saeed Ghani Khan grows 19 varieties of mango. According to Khan, many of his varieties are completely unique to his paddy farm. Quote, as per our records, these have been conserved for seven generations. This place was called Baba Bag, which means big garden. And we had more than 160 varieties of mangoes that I remember seeing as a child. According to reports, these mangoes vary in size, shape, and color, with some tasting like bananas, sweet lime, and cumin. The 45-year-old farmer said he is carrying the legacy of mango hoarder cultural passed down by his grandma. Quote, she told us that mangoes from this farm would be delivered to the palaces of Mysore, Maharajas, as well as Tipu Sultan. Tipu had a keen interest in horticulture, and he had several imported mangoes varieties planted in our village and the village of Gargeshawari, he said. One of those people was a man, and then the two other are places. Quote, 
She would harvest the mangoes, keep them from the, for the household, and distribute the rest among the villagers. It was such a coincidence that when she passed away, the Amini tree fell almost immediately. It really spoke of the bond she had with it. Unfortunately, I was a child then and could not preserve the variety. I have never tasted a mango like that again. So... She's always down on my knees. Mangoes that taste like bananas, look like apples, and I don't even know what to think about this. This is turning my whole worldview on its head. It's upside down. I'm confused now, honestly. Sandy? Yeah, we, yeah, right here. What are you help, help me with this one. I'm. This has really sort of shaken me to my core. Yeah, I'll freaking break it down for you a little bit. Uh, basically, um, you have freaking Karagafalu and Malavali Taluk of Madaya. Um, no, that, there's a guy, uh, Syed Ghani Khan, uh, who, and this is where I think you got confused. Uh, he grew a mango and looked like an apple. Tasted like a freaking banana. What about Tipu Sultan? Uh, yeah, he, he was the freaking Sultan of, uh, Karagafalu, um, and, uh, he was, um, unfortunately, he was freaking assassinated. Um, and, and in a lot of ways, these freaking mangoes are to blame. Uh, and, and that's when they freaking had to chop down the freaking cherry uh, tree. Yeah. Old Honest Khan. Honest Khan is what they call him. Now, Tadia, do you feel mm. like Sandy... Do you agree with Sandy? About what? What he just said. About everything I just freaking said about um about the whole freaking thing basically we got freaking well well yeah I mean yeah you got freaking you got Krugavala and Malavia Taluk of the Mandaya district and freaking Tipu yeah Tipu Sultan rest in peace yeah I mean God bless him and and I hope he was very freaking when he died um. You know they're they're doing some interesting stuff over there, and I can't wait to see you know all these all these fruits that they're growing that taste like bananas and coming. Yeah, what about Mysore Maraharas? Well, don't get me started on Mysore Haramara. That that guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about him. I feel like yeah. he might have had something to do with Tipu Sultan and maybe his untimely death. Am I well, on yeah, to Everybody knew that Mysore Marahara and Tipu Sultan had friggin' beef, uh, yeah. you know, going forward. And, and I don't want to friggin' speculate too much on the radio, but I, I would imagine he probably had a very heavy hand in, in Tipu Sultan's death. You know, I'm not going to friggin' tiptoe around this. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say right here, right now on the friggin' radio. Um, with with every freaking with uh, with every piece of my body, I know 100% certain freaking Mysore Maharas um, was the one to freaking kill freaking Tipu Sultan. Wow. I'm gonna freaking I'm, I'm I mean I'm just I'm just getting freaking sick and tired of everybody freaking dancing around this. Yeah, he did it. It's brave of you too, I, because <laughs> people these days have trouble with the truth. But for Uyghurs and tweakers out there, they know Sandy Fargus doesn't mince words, yeah. especially words like. Karnataka and Malavalataluk Mandaya. Not to mention freaking Bada Bag, which, as everyone knows, means big garden. Yeah, and he had the biggest garden, but he was cut short in his garden in Gar Gargeshawri, I think, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. In the Tipu's no, you're 100. You're 100 percent correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, we got to the bottom of that. These freaking mangoes taste like bananas, look like apples. So, look, just about the freaking craziest story that we've ever had on this freaking show. Doesn't get much crazier than that. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, this has been another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Week in Review. We love you so very freaking much. We're so freaking hot and for you. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you freaking next week. This is that story making me want some fruit. Like, um, I like the fruit cups with the, the cocktail. Comes in a can. I just usually eat the cherries out of Maritina cherry. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, don't get me wrong, I enjoy the freaking fruit cup, but, um, there's some of the fruits in there, I figure, what, you know, what even, what is this? What the hell is this? What, why is this included? Why are there so many damn freaking slices of peach in here? You know, it's, give me the freaking maritinos. Yeah, there's some, definitely some mystery fruits in there, of a color I haven't seen in, in real life. It's like a dull, it's like a dull eggshell almost what do you what do you mean when you say is a color which you haven't never seen in real life well i never seen the color in real life i only seen it in a can of peaches okay i think that that's peach colored i didn't mean peaches i meant fruit cup i don't know i don't know how to help yeah, you i don't know i, I don't know what, I, I mean, still doesn't make any sense to me what you what you meant by you've never seen this color in real life and then you said well i saw it in a fruit cup and that's real life well but i'm thinking the the memory i am thinking about the memory of it and that seems like is in my mind is it possible you misremembered anything freaking possible yeah yeah yeah